Welcome to Willard Church of the Nazarene again uh, today. On this day, uh, Sunday, is Mother's Day. And we're so glad that you're with us again. And we trust that if you've been with us throughout this process of, of uh, being an online church, we hope that you've decided to spend your Mother's Day with us here as well. Because we are certainly honored to, to have had you with us and have you with us today. There's uh, something wrong with uh, this, though, with um, April showers bring May snow. Not sure I like that, but uh, that's what happened yesterday. And uh, anyway, we're hoping for, for better than that, right? And anyway, it's Mother's Day, of course, and we welcome you to Willard Church of the Nazarene. And, you know, when you come, when we're in the building and you attend for the first time, you get this little, this little coffee mug filled with all kinds of nice treats, uh, um, coffee and, and cocoa mix and some information about the church. And so uh, when we get to that place, which is hopefully going to be soon, when, uh, we encourage you to come out and join us and, and, and get that coffee mug, all right? So we just want to, want to make sure you know that you are always welcome to be with us, whether it's in the building or whether it's online. And uh, we're celebrating Mother's Day, of course, and, and we have a special treat with, for you because my wife, who is a wonderful teacher of, of the Word and uh, just a wonderful teacher in general, she's going to be sharing uh, the message with us today. So we're glad that, that she's going to do that, and you'll be glad, too, once she breaks open the word for you. So let's be praying for her. And because it's Mother's Day, I brought, I wanted to give her her first gift for Mother's Day. So I have for her a York peppermint patty. All right. So Robin, there you go. It's chocolate. I love it. Yeah. So, um, and it's, that's your first Mother's Day gift. All right. So I hope that, that you take care of uh, kids and husbands. I hope you take care of your, uh, your mothers and, and guys, your wives who are mothers of your children. So happy Mother's Day, everyone. We miss you. All right. Hey, let's uh, just remind you again, we're so glad that you've been faithful over these, uh, these, these weeks that we've went through. Remind you again to stay faithful in, uh, in uh, serving and loving, caring for one another. Uh, stay connected because we're better together, right? And uh, continue supporting the church uh, with your gifts and your tithes and your offerings and, and um, because we, we certainly appreciate that and because our ministry has went on. And you know, as we've shared week, weekly, is that you can do that by sending your, your, your donation in the mail, uh, putting it in an envelope, mark it accordingly, and send it to Willard Church of the Nazarene, 4414 Townline Road, Willard, Ohio, 44890. If you're local, you can drop it off at the house. And now we have this wonderful uh, uh, online giving platform that we have, we have added for you that you can go onto our website, um, www.willardnaz.org, click on online giving, and it's, uh, we'll pull it up right in front of you, and you can set up a recurring gift or a one-time gift, whatever uh, suits you best. But we encourage you to do that and, and continue to support the church financially financially and we appreciate and we're honored that you have been doing that and we encourage you to continue let's pray all right uh father we thank you for this opportunity to be here today and we pray for we continue to pray for all of our our health care workers doctors and nurses that are on the front line emts and people that are working in 
retail stores that are serving us as, as we go to make sure we have what we need and, and all of those folks. But today, Father, we specifically pray for pastors and churches uh, across the country, across our, our district, and not only Nazarene churches, but, but all churches and pastors as they contemplate uh, um, this health crisis and, and getting to the point where there's conversation about reopening churches and what that may look like and, and, uh, and when it would be and those tough decisions that have to be made by, by leaders and, and pastors. Father, would you give them your wisdom and, um, and your courage? And we just pray that as they have those conversations that they would be just saturated and overwhelmed by, by the presence of the Holy Spirit in their meetings and uh, in those conversations and those dialogues and those dis- decisions that are being made. And um, we pray for, for my wife, Robin, today as she brings us the word. Um, would you anoint her uh, with your Holy Spirit? And may this be, this will be a message that we need to hear. And we thank you for, uh, for her, for her life and, and her partnership and ministry with me. And we ask these things in your name. Amen. Hey kids, I got to remind you, six o'clock tonight, a Kids Zone Minute. It is going to be with Pastor Brad as the guest speaker. So be there, be square. Kids Zone Minute, 6 p.m.
was a prophet in the biblical days. Isaiah also is thought to have written the book of Isaiah in the Bible. Isaiah is found about in the center of the Bible. If you open your Bible and you look, Isaiah is right in about the center of the Bible. Isaiah wrote the book of Isaiah between 580 and 610 BC before Christ. The book of Isaiah, Isaiah has 66 chapters. And it is a rather long book in the Bible. Most theologians break the book of Isaiah down into three sections. Those three sections then have specific purposes. So the first 39 chapters make up the first section of Isaiah. The first points to the judgment of Jerusalem and Judah. You see, Isaiah warns as a prophet, as a prophet in that time, he warns the people in Isaiah to trust in the one true God. During that time, there were many kings in Isaiah and in the stories that Isaiah presented and in the, in the um, history of the book. But King Ahaz openly put his trust in a false god. And when he did that, it prompted Isaiah to begin prophesying about the Messiah. He began to prophesy about the true Messiah that would come as a savior of the world, Jesus Christ. You see, the second part of Isaiah then was provided to us and offered comfort as the Babylonian exile would end. 
Persia would regain control and take over, and there was a little civil war going on, but Isaiah provided the promises of God to the people, predicting the end of that exile, reminding them that a righteous but a suffering servant, Jesus Christ, would be coming as salvation for them, and that God, God would be setting up a new righteous kingdom. The last 10 chapters of Isaiah provide, provide hope and light to the people. You see, the, um, the nations were established by God as Isaiah prophesies about. And then he says a new righteous kingdom will form. In, in the last 10 chapters of Isaiah, he provides that hope and light. But in the last chapter of Isaiah, chapter 66, Specifically, Isaiah points to judgment and hope and comfort. It is in that last chapter that we are going to look a little bit today. You see, chapter 66 provides for us a picture of hope and comfort in reference to a mother. So how can this be a Mother's Day moment, you might add? Well... In chapter 66, Isaiah records the words of the Lord. He does talk about, in chapter 66, about the judgment for those who don't turn away and do not follow the one true God. But at the same time, he provides in the end of the chapter the hope and the comfort of a God to the people who choose him. And so, in that comfort and in that hope, he references it in the likes of a mother. Read with me Isaiah chapter 66, verse 12 through 13. For this is what the Lord says, I will extend peace to her like a river and the wealth of nations like a flooding stream. You will nurse and be carried on her arm and dandled on her knees. As a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you and you will be comforted over Jerusalem. Lord, thank you for this word. Thank you for the Bible and the scriptures and all the things that we can glean from your word every day as we live your, your word in our lives. I pray, Lord, that you will make this real, that you will teach us lessons through your word, and that you will keep us focused on the comfort that we can get from you as our God and King. We trust you for that today. We love you. Amen. When I read Isaiah chapter 66, I'm all so interested in what God does in regards to the mother. I remember um, becoming a mother. Some of you others probably remember that too. I remember when Brad and I first got married that I wasn't really excited about becoming a mother. I just thought it was going to be fun to be a couple. And um, suddenly we found ourselves with child. And it was a little bit of a surprise, I have to tell you. Um, I was scared to death. I didn't know what kind of mother I would be. I knew that I was interested in my career and I was interested in so many other things. And then we had Nick. Oh my, what a blessing to have our son Nicholas join us as a family. And I got to become a mother. I will tell you, though, that I was a mother. And it was kind of funny because we're in the hospital. I'm sure I made the nurses worry about what kind of mother I was going to be. 
Um, I had had a complicated birth situation, and I was in the hospital for quite a few days. The third day, they kind of agreed to allow Nicholas to be in my room with guided protection by myself. So they would check on me every few minutes to make sure that Nick was safe, I was safe, because of my medical conditions. In that time, I remember Brad had stepped out, and I was in the room alone with Nicholas, and I was just caring for him, and I was cuddling him, and just comforting him, and I was just loving on him. And that poor little boy scared me to death. So as my normal self, I did what my panic mother mode would take me to, and I started screaming and pulling the cord, my baby's dying, my baby's dying, my baby's dying, and it came flooding in the room like 12 or 13 nurses. What's wrong? What's wrong? It was utter chaos. And I looked up at them in my fear, and I said, and I was crying, and my baby has the hiccups. It was horrible. It was not a life-threatening event. I'm sure they wondered if I was going to be able to mother this child well. But it was one of those moments when I didn't know how to comfort him. And I quickly learned. I remember how comforting my children became um, a progressive lesson. I remember how in the beginning it was very simple. You would provide, you know, the nutrients and the love and you would hold them and you would change their diaper and it was so easy to comfort them. And then as toddlers, they began to go around and they would fall down. I remember Jordan looking up at me at one point and it skipped the Band-Aid, man. He's hurt. He was always hurt. Um, skipped the Band-Aid and he would just look at me and say, kiss kiss. And if he fell down, he could be bleeding or he could be lightly scratched. But a kiss is all it took for that boy to quit crying. He just needed the comfort of the kiss. Having food, you know, making macaroni and cheese or cookies for my kids. Oh, they love that. The Valentine's Day boxes that we would write, they would tell me what they were. I remember Nick wanted um, a Valentine's Day box that when his friends put the, the Valentine in, it was going down through the hoop and then score, it would say, or it would do something. And we worked and worked and worked on a Valentine's Day box. Why? Because it was something we did together and it brought comfort to my kids. As they got older, those kind of comforts changes, changed to figuring out how to, how to comfort them when they didn't make the team or comforting them when they had their first girlfriend heartbreak. Those were the kinds of things that were harder to manipulate, but certainly able through the comfort of a mother. I watch Emma on Facebook sometimes, and I am touched by Emma and baby Finn. I am touched to see the ways that she comforts him. I see that with Jerry and um, Noli and the way they comfort, just carrying that baby in the sling or, or playing with that baby, taking them places, doing things. And I can see the kind of comfort that I got a chance to experience. I remember, um, my boys not wanting to go to sleep. I remember that I could sit down in a chair no matter how much they were crying. When they were crying, if I would sit down with my boys and I would start to sing, peace, peace, wonderful peace, flowing down from the Father above, sweep over my spirit. I forget the words, but I would remember singing it then. I sing it every single night. And they would 
instantly stop crying and they would go to sleep. And it was just awesome. Mara didn't want to eat her food. All she would ever eat was sweet potatoes. So we made up a ditty. I always wrote songs about my kids. And I would sing to her, she was sitting in her chair eating sweet potato pie. I wonder if she knows she's the apple of my eye. Sweet Mara, sweet Mara, you can shout it on a mountain. You can sing it on a hill. It doesn't really matter. Won't change the way I feel. Sweet Mara, sweet Mara, from the first day we met and I laid eyes on you. You know that I loved you, what else could I do? Sweet Mara. When I would sing that to her, she would giggle and she would eat. Before she went to bed, I would hold her and I would sing it softly. She would go into a deep, restful sleep. Silly things we do to comfort our children. But you know what? Comfort is a funny thing. Comfort means to give strength, to give hope, to give cheer, to ease grief or trouble, to lessen sadness, to restore a cheerful outlook. That's what Merriam-Webster says. He says that we need to be, that comfort prov provides those things. And I find it very exciting that in Isaiah 66, God says he's going to comfort us like a mother comforts her child. We're going to look at that a little bit more in depth. Now, I know that many of you have lost your mothers. And I know that that, that makes it a tough time, these Mother's Days. I know sometimes that you maybe didn't have a mother that really was selfless. You didn't get comforted by your mother. And that makes it difficult. I'm sensitive to the fact that some of you have experienced infertility and, and how difficult that is. And all I can say is I can't answer those whys for those things. But I can say, ask God what for. I don't know why he always um, allows the things that he allows, or, or, but I know there's always a what for. I know there's a what for because we can use everything to give him glory and honor. And sometimes our stories can be changed for his goodness. And so I would ask you to trust in him for that. And I'd ask for you to find comfort in him for those things. I will say to you today that I want to search a little bit in Isaiah and I want us to look at some of the biblical aspects that Jesus or that God uh, referred to in this section that Isaiah wrote in the words of the Lord. And what is it that God is saying to us by saying he would comfort us as a mother comforts her child? You see, Isaiah doesn't just say, God will comfort us. You will be comforted, Jerusalem. Rather, God points us to a picture of a comforting mother. There are some attributes of God's comfort that I want to point you to. 
The first thing I want to point you to in the scripture of Isaiah is that he says that you will nurse. You will nurse. Well, what happens when we're nursed? What is being nursed? Nursed is being fed. When we are nursed, we are giving the nutrients that we need. A mother nurses her child or uses a bottle to nurse the child. It's an engaging experience. In fact, if the child doesn't suck on the bottle or on the breast, then the child isn't nurtured. The child isn't fed. There is an engagement, a physical activity that happens in the process of being fed. As we are fed, if we take in the nutrients, what happens to us? We begin to grow. We begin to get stronger. We begin to become who we were supposed to be. Being fed, being nursed brings growth. God is going to comfort us like a nursing mother. He is going to feed us. As we are being comforted, we are being fed. He is giving us of nutrients so that we can become stronger and grow in him. I think that's so exciting. We have the Holy Bible as our scripture. We have prayer time that we can spend with the Lord to grow. We have time that we can be on our knees, talking to God, feeding upon his word, feeding upon the fellowship of believers to grow in the Lord. God gives us so many opportunities by which to be fed. But it's an engaging experience. If the Bible is set it before you, but you don't read it, you can't feed off of it. If you don't spend time in prayer talking to God, you can't feed off of it. I'm always charmed by the people who say, I'm, I'm not going to go to that fellowship because I'm just not being fed. You know, it's interesting to me because God says he'll comfort us by feeding us. And then through feeding, we grow. And as we grow, we get to a place where we can produce our own offspring. Maybe, just maybe, God's word is pushing our growth to begin producing offspring. Maybe it's time for us to feed somebody else. Maybe what we go to hear in the, in the word is so that we can feed somebody else with God's words. Feeding produces growth. God's comfort feeds us. The next thing that this says in Isaiah, it says, you will nurse and you will be carried on her arm. I think that's exciting. Our comfort knows that God will carry us. He will protect us. We can be under his wing. Even youths grow weary and faint, but those that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. See, God carries us. We will mount up on wings like eagles because he's carrying us. He's carrying us. He's giving us comfort in the way that he carries us. He's protecting us. 
When I carry my boys, I carried them. Or when I carried Mara, I carried them to protect them. I carried them to get them from one place to another place. I carried them to hold them close to me and to love them. God is comforting us to carry, by carrying us. He wants to hold us close to him. He wants to get us from one place to another place. He wants us to move in his word and to grow in him and to do what he wants us to do. His comfort carries us. His comfort feeds us. The next thing that Isaiah says is, and dandled on her knees. I, it says, I'm going to go back. You will nurse and be carried on her arm and dandled on her knees. Now, dandled is a funny word, okay? And I can't, I can't lie to you. I have to admit to you. I looked it up just to make sure I was on point with the definition. To be dandled is kind to be jostled about and bumped around. It'd be like if we sat down and put a child on our knee and bounced him up and down. My daddy used to do that with me. I used to love it. I used to absolutely love running over to my dad, jumping on his lap, and he would sing Yankee Doodle Dandy. And every time he would say um, Yankee Doodle, uh, stuck a feather, I, why do I forget the words when I'm here? Yankee Doodle went to town riding on a pony, stuck a feather in his hat, and won't let it fall down. And every time when he went that fall down thing, his knee went down and we slid off his lap right onto the floor. And we would giggle with delight and jump back up on his lap and he would do it again. And we would do that for a long time. I love that. I loved it when I could sit on his lap and he would bounce me as hard as he could and we'd laugh and we'd giggle and we'd play. He was so fun. He was making me stronger. He was giving me delight. Oh my goodness. Maybe, just maybe, God's comfort is giving us delight. God is bouncing us around a little bit. He's letting us know that he loves us and he brings us joy and he brings us contentment and he brings us delight. I love it. That God says he is going to comfort us like a mother, feeding us, carrying us, and bringing us delight. We can trust him. We can trust him. We can trust him. You see, what I do know is that when I comforted my children, when I held them, when I played with them, when I fed them, they trusted me. They didn't worry I wasn't going to show up. They didn't question whether I was going to be strong enough. They didn't ask if I was going to be there for them. See, they knew. They knew because I comforted them. Isaiah reminds us that God does not have to be questioned if he's going to be enough for us, if he's going to be there for us, if he's strong enough for us. No, God is our comfort. We can trust him. We can trust him whether we are depressed, whether we are disappointed, whether we are defeated, whether we are discouraged, whether we are disillusioned, 
or whether we are delighted, we can trust the God who promises to bring us comfort. As mothers, we need to take warning from the book of Isaiah. We need to look at that first section and say, you know what? We need to trust in God, in the one true God, not any false gods. We can't put our trust in our children. We shouldn't put our trust in our jobs. We shouldn't put our trust in our material possessions or in our health or wellness. We should be putting our trust in the one true God. We've kind of been in an exile. When I read through Isaiah, I'm like, oh man, we're like kind of in an exile now. Now I know it's a little bit of a stretch and I'm not trying to say that it's just like that. But you know what? We've been sheltered at home. We can trust the Lord. He can comfort us right through that. You see, our Savior is coming back. He's coming back for you and for me. And we can be comforted by knowing that when we trust in him, when we live him, when our testimony becomes him living in us and us trusting in him, our children can know, be strengthened and restored by his comfort. We can trust in the promises of God because we know that his promises provide us comfort. I hope today, moms, that you will do that. I hope dads that you will. I hope children will. We live in uncertain times, but we do not have an uncertain God. He will carry us, feed us, and be the delight of our heart as we trust him. Put your trust in him today. Let him comfort you. Father, I pray this morning that you will just be with the people who are listening to these words. I hope that in some way you could take this nugget of information that I feel you laid on my heart to speak in regards to mothers. And you will help each of us to take it and put our trust more deeply embedded into you. May we know that you're strong enough. May we know that you're reliable, that you are the, the one who will feed us and carry us and delight us if we allow you to comfort us and we put our trust in you. I pray, Lord, that you will remind me that of, of that right now. As I trust you for my children and their eternity and, and ask that you give me wisdom and guidance to, to guide them in that direction every, with every move I make and to be the kind of mother that you want me to be. I pray that my testimony will be that of trust in a God of comfort and that they will know that I am authentically serving you because of the trust that I have in you and the love that shines forth in my life to them. These services are hard to do, but Lord, you have given us the strength to do them, and I trust you. I delight in you, 
I thank you for who you are and what you mean to us. Thank you, Lord, for your coming again. And we look forward to that time. We trust you for today and for tomorrow in the meantime. Amen.
Yeah.